You are listening to Strategic Sourcing Insights on the Go, a podcast produced by ScanMarket. If you want to know more about us or our products, please visit scanmarket.com. Thank you for tuning in. So a very warm welcome to the first ever Scan Market eSourcing podcast. Today's episode will form as the pilot episode. So very, very excited to get started today. Alongside us to help us out, we've got a really great guest in Dan Jim Freider, who I'll introduce to you in just a moment. Today's episode will focus on the very much burning issue of source to contract versus COVID-19. Firstly, though, to introduce the project. So feedback from listeners will be really key in getting this one off the ground. After all, today just does form as the pilot episode. If successful, though, this is something that we'd love to do on a far more regular basis. The plan would be very much to take it around the scam market world to provide really interesting, but more importantly, actionable insights into this very unique area of procurement that we all very much enjoy. So. Without further ado, uh, and first, a very, very warm welcome to our first guest. Dan, very warm welcome to you to the podcast. Why don't you start by introducing uh, yourself to uh, to the listeners? Thanks, Richard. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to be the first guest and guinea pig for uh, this great idea of yours for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, my name's Dan Janfreda, and I'm uh, Director of Account Management at Scam Market, and I've been with the company for four and a half years, and my da- daily tasks really are to just support the account management team to work closely with our customers and for us to together to come up with um, and drive innovative ways to support our customers and proactively drive results and growth towards best-in-class e-sourcing and source-to-contract adoption and usage. Great. Also look after the UK team. Perfect. Well, look, Dan, it's great to have you with us. Like you say, volunteered to be the guinea pig for the very first episode today. So eternally grateful for you on uh, on that front as uh, as well. Look, why don't we... Volunteer is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> Coerced, <laughs> I think, more more accurate but anyway time will tell time will tell so look let's um let's find out a little bit more about you then um as mentioned your role is uh, really unique within the uh, within the organization so look what do you most look forward to doing on a day-to-day basis or perhaps throughout the year here at scan market well as you know richard i can wax lyrical um for hours on uh topics that i'm passionate about so as i promised i'm going to try and keep my answers short and to the point and to answer that question Really briefly, I would say just seeing customer results improve Mm -hmm. and see customer satisfaction um, scores increasing through the way that we're supporting our customers and through their usage um, across all the different modules and just helping them, as I say, achieve best in class status and and really help them benefit from from our knowledge and expertise um, and experience in the source source to contract arena. Great. Sounds good. Really good. And for a final question, a bit of a, a bit of a fun one um, here in the UK, as lots of listeners will be aware, we're still under the lockdown. So what one thing are you doing to keep yourself sane and energized at the moment? Three letters. BBQ. <laughs> uh, yeah. So but bar- bar- basically barbecues are keeping me sane, me and the family sane, uh, just the ability to go into the back garden and enjoy this wonderful weather that we're having at the moment um, and just have some delicious barbecued food out in the garden um, is keeping us sane. I wish I could say something more uh, deep or uh, interesting or spiritual potentially, but uh, no, 
unfortunately that is uh that's that's the main thing that's keeping me sane no no that, that sounds absolutely great and and just for the listeners we are recording this episode fairly late into the afternoon on yet another glorious day here so we certainly won't keep you uh keep you too long with uh yeah with those barbecue related priorities i'm sure about to come around <laughs> in the next few hours time as well well look dan thanks uh thanks so much for uh for joining us today um we have got a few questions um from the uh, from the business and some that i've prepared to take you through today and hopefully they'll just help take the listeners through this journey that we're about to go on for the next 15 or so minutes so let's just take a bit of a tour through those as mentioned the topic for today's podcast is very much on uh you know the current big issue of today which is the uh the COVID-19 crisis how it's impacting supply chains and then thus how our various different customers around the world uh responding to that through source contract tools so Let's kick off with uh, with the first one just here. So from the insights that you've had as Scan Markets Director of Account Management, what do you see as the most pressing challenges presenting themselves to businesses currently as the COVID-19 crisis unfolds? Well, I don't want to overcomplicate the answer, but obviously it really does depend. It really depends on where the company is in terms of this crisis. <laughs> and that massively depends on which industry they're in, the, the geographical areas that they're operating in and um, what the lockdown rules are, where, where, if there's any consumer need or business to business need for, for their um, products or services that they're delivering. So we've, we've got some customers who are just not able to deliver their main products and, and services, which means that they're operating at, you know, 50% or even less in terms of ability to, to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. And for those companies, and some companies are way less than 50%, for those companies, the most important thing for them from a, from a procurement point of view and a finance point of view um, is being able to analyze spend and to slash costs wherever possible. And that's including canceling all non-critical contracts that are due to expire. Um, and where products and services are critical, just looking to replace where possible any overpriced or underperforming providers just to make sure that they really do trim the fat and what they are paying for, they're getting the absolute best that they can from, from, from that, uh, well, in terms of ROI from that investment. For other companies who are still operating at close to 100% and in some cases way beyond 100%, so for example, some healthcare companies that we're, we're working with, obviously organizations that uh, provide PPE, food production, supermarkets, online retailers, etc. For them, the number one priority in the, in the madness of what's happened within their industry is to protect business continu continuity, mm -hmm. from, which from a procurement point of view, obviously means understanding and preempting supply chain disrup disruption, understanding where the gaps are within the critical areas of the supply chain um, and, and where they may appear in the near future and taking action to plug those gaps. Yeah. So I think it really does depend on the company, where they are, how far they've been impacted. But I think, you know, whichever way you look at it, it's a curve that all companies are going to, well, hopefully as many companies as possible will be able to come through and their experience will be completely different depending on where they are on that curve. Is it getting back to business or is it just slashing um, costs as much as possible to, in order to be able to survive until markets reopen? 
Yeah, no, look, I think that's really insightful. I think we're in a really, you know, enviable position almost from a scale market point of view in that we do get such a fantastic level of insight to such diverse different geographies and industries across the world. So like you say, it's very much a bit of a pendulum and so many different businesses are at, at different points. Here. It really will depend on, on where they are. I guess just kind of continuing the conversation forward going a little bit deeper into the nuts and bolts of source to contract and the various different elements that it offers and thus then the levers that our customers can pull around the world of all of the source to contract modules and functionality available to clients globally from the feedback that you've had which area of source to contract do you see as being most valuable to businesses currently it's a tough one um but i do think that from a source to contract point of view uh, the ability to leverage technology to be able to, as I said a, a few moments ago, to be able to understand where the um, the disruption in the supply chain lies and being able to see that with as much advanced warning as possible to then find alternative suppliers to be able to plug those gaps. I do think that's like the most important element um, and certainly one that I can't think of one customer that we've got that isn't either going through that or will be going through that when when markets reopen. Yeah, I mean, I think from my side, if I had to kind of weigh in on that one and use one word, it'd be visibility. And I think that's a trend that we've seen yeah. come through right from the early days of the crisis in terms of our clients trying to get visibility back into their supply chains and what sort of, you know, modules can really help to, to help identify that. And we've spoken in length about supply-based management in the various different webinars that we've done globally but yeah as you say it's almost not just okay not just the early stage of the crisis but as we now start to progress through and then now looking at reopening where does that then then weigh in i think that's you know just that line of sight uh, the challenges that are going to unfold i think it's almost like gold dust at the moment no absolutely and i don't think it's not just about knowing where the gaps are and then potentially trying to find new suppliers or alternative suppliers to plug those gaps it's, it's a whole new world in terms of category management, in terms of how, like even, even the most experienced category managers are going to really struggle to know what true market price is across multiple different categories because mm. of all of the, the disruption. So another element that I think that's, that's gonna be really important um, as we continue through this curve is actually using e-auctions more. Yeah. To, to be able to see what the true market price is because it's hard it's going to be hard for anybody to understand what is just natural price increase due to all of the disruption and what is just opportunistic margin inflation it's going to be very very difficult to know what what's what so so you know i think i think e auctions especially the fact that you know they they help um with not having to do face to face negotiations etc and everybody leaning towards working remotely and doing business remotely i think they will continue to to be very important and get even more important as we go through uh, this this curve and Dan, just for the uninitiated on the call to put you on the spot a little bit, you know, from a very basic layman's point of view, how would, you know, take the most common e-auction type that we that we see run at scan market, the reverse auction, how would that help a category manager get visibility of, of true market price? What are the sort of mechanics of an auction that, that can really sort of help drive that? Well, you know, just the fact that they're able to put multiple suppliers against each other to bid against yeah. each other. They might all start off at quite different prices, but no, normally uh, those prices will coalesce at a, at a significantly lower point throughout the e-auction, uh, just because of the fact that, you know, suppliers are bidding against each other and keeping each other competitive. 
and they may go in with one idea of what price they're wanting to charge but when it comes down to it and they know they've only got um you know that one scenario that e-auction to win that business we often find that uh, the suppliers keep on bidding and bidding until they get closer to the their their um their the, the, the walk away price yeah. which just means that you, that that our customers using e-auctions are getting a much better price because that margin's being eroded slightly yeah yeah i completely agree with that the, the exact word that i'm looking for right now isn't completely front to mind which is absolutely ideal on the podcast but it's quite almost like a natural almost kind of like a homogenous process i think for me in that if you can create that sort of perfect theater of competition eventually true market price will will so often be found and it, or found i should say and it just helps buyers really cut through uh you know all of the fluff you could say or, or all of the fat that's been built into prices whereas whether it's through um you know opportunism like you say or you know anything else just to help reach that price so no i think that's really um really important for uh, for people to have line of sight up for sure Perfect. Okay, so another one that's uh, that's coming from the business just uh, just here is changing gear a little bit now actually for you. So moving away from purely just kind of modules and and crisis and and what can most help versus the challenges that we've seen. But how do you see COVID nineteen crisis impacting the way businesses deploy source to contract tools going forward? Um, and then also, how do you see this impacting long term adoption trends also? Well, overall, I think it's just going to be more digitalization and faster. I saw an article the other day saying that experts are expecting businesses to make more progress towards digitalization this year than in the last 10 years. And that's because wow. organizations have realized it's not just a tick box exercise. As some, some organizations, some business leaders have thought in the past, um, you know, it, it, it's like a lot of the time it's been a tick box exercise. Yes, it's a nice to have. Let's digitalize. And I think people have really realized that it, it's no longer a nice to have. It's, it's absolutely essential for doing business these days in such fast market, uh, fast moving markets in such a fast moving world, being able to have access to real time accurate data to be able to uh, understand the, the supply chain, understand your business more, and then to be able to make um, you know, informed um, data driven decisions. It's just absolutely key. Um, yeah. And it's not just about the visibility, but it's also about the speed of getting to market, for example, like, you know, um, just being able to um, just being able to see, as I was saying earlier, the gaps in the supply chain that that's benefiting from the data and the visibility. That's absolutely key. But what about actually then running a, an RFX process and, and shortlisting and evaluating suppliers and then awarding, you know, that there's so much admin that can be cut out of the process by by digitalizing. Mm. And I really get the impression um, that, you know, people have realized that one of the things that, 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 that makes me say that actually is um, one thing I've, I've noticed recently is the fact that organizations that have said, right, we're, we're going back to um, we're, we're able to continue the, the, the process for looking for a source to contract solution or they've come out just recently to say we're looking for a source to contract solution. I've noticed that they're really speeding up on average the evaluation and decision maker process to select a provider. Yeah. Like we're talking in most cases four to eight weeks rather than three to six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed that, 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 that they're moving a lot quicker. And I think that's because of the fact that they've realized how important it is. Uh, to get a tool in place, but also something else that, that's uh, of note is speed of implementation and time to get the full turnkey solution up and running and widely adopted seems to be factoring a lot more than normal um, as a key part of the evaluation process. So I'm getting m- many more questions about 
what's the absolute fastest you can implement the system how long will it take to get the system completely up and running how much work do you need from our side how much work from your side to get the system implemented um, and and that's great for scam market because obviously that that massively uh, speaks to our quick and nimble approach where we can fully implement a system within you know 48 hours yeah um, sure. but there, there are definitely some things that I've noticed is the speed at which companies are wanting to evaluate and select uh, evaluate the market and select a provider and then also the, 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 how important it is to how quickly that system can be like up and running mm. yeah i think it's uh, i think you're absolutely right and i think if you were to think about these things perhaps pre-crisis holistically they almost seem a little bit obvious but it's really interesting i think to see them pan out the way that they are at the moment and the pace in which they're doing so I definitely echo all of your thoughts just that they always say a crisis massively expedites trends um, and I think one of them that we've seen of course is many many more people working from home in the here and now but probably course, an awful yeah. lot more people working from home in the future particularly when we think about the UK those expensive overheads of offices etc potentially being closed down by businesses with people encouraged if they'd like to to work from home more in light of that trend Dan do you see that as a net positive or negative in terms of the, the adoption of e-sourcing tools uh, around the world in terms of that sort of sudden need for, for more collaborative virtual working? Oh, it's definitely, definitely um, uh, positive in the sense of, you know, people now that they've, they've really had to go from working in, in normal environments to having to work remotely. Mm -hmm. And some businesses were prepared for that and some businesses were far from being prepared. Um, yeah. And the ones that aren't prepared or weren't prepared, you know, they, they've really had to, had to go through a, a lot of pain to adjust. And I can't imagine many leaders, procurement leaders, business leaders coming out the other end of this and being being fine with being left completely open to, to something like this happening again, especially when there's talk of second waves happening, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think this will really make a big difference because even just being able to um, to, to, to manage people remotely, where, where if you're not used to managing people remotely and you've normally got them in the office where you can ask them questions and work together and have multiple meetings, et cetera, like that, that's something that we found is, is um, um, been a real need from our customer base is, is deploying our project management solution mm -hmm. with workflows, et cetera, so that uh, the organization and the management can see the, like the, the stage and the status of all the projects without having to interrupt people every five, 10 minutes saying what's happening with this project, what's happening with that project. So, so even just something as simple as that, working remotely and being able to manage a team remotely is, is going to really change the market, I believe, and, um, and I think we'll see that very shortly. In fact, you and I both have seen um, in the UK and in European markets that we've had companies coming to us now saying, right, we, now's the time to, to pick back up where we left off um, after a short break, yeah. or, you know, mainly due to the... To the um, to the uncertainty where companies were saying you just can't we're not going to give you budget or approval for any projects for the next few weeks or potentially next few months and we're getting companies that are coming back to us now saying right now it's time to move we want to speed up this process um this is what we're going to be doing we're going to be launching an rfx and uh, or or a tender um, these are the this is the plan this is when we want to um award and as i said earlier those those that evaluation and award um time frame um, th those timeframes have been massively shortened. I just feel as though what I'm trying to say is that companies who thought that they needed an e-sourcing solution before COVID have now said, 
right, we've got the approval to go ahead and we need this quickly. We're going to evaluate quickly and we want it implemented quickly. So I think they've just realized how even more how important source to contract is now and how important it will be to help organizations navigate out of the crisis. Yeah, definitely. Look, massively insightful. Dan, I know you're a, a busy guy, so we've got one more question left for you. We'll probably cut off a little bit quick and then we'll uh, we'll let you get away. So um, briefly from the insights that you've had into how organizations are deploying source to contract, is it the case that all areas of source to contract functionality are being of maximum importance right now or not so much? I think they're all super important and maybe I'm biased. But if you think about like how our modules support the different stages of this, like of navigating this crisis from supply based management and spend analysis in terms of collecting the data on the supply base, on the supply chain and being able to interrogate it quickly and easily to, to, to run reports, to see where the main um, supply chain disruption is like that's absolutely key. Mm -hmm. Then to be able to evaluate the market quickly with an e our ERFX module, to be able to quickly, um, you know, manage uh, the, the tender process and evaluate um, the, the, the responses coming in from suppliers and use the inbuilt analysis to cut through all the data to see who the suppliers that you want to be like who the best suppliers are to, to, to find as alternatives mm -hmm. to then where needed. And I would I would say it's needed a lot right now. Uh, run e-auctions with those shortlisted providers to make sure that that you are getting the, the best overall market value that you can get. Um, especially with that uncertainty around where where the price point should actually be. Um, and then from that, wanting to get contracts in place. I mean, that's super important as well. You're going to, to an alternative supplier. You need to get contracts in place, but you need to do that quickly so that you're not causing bottlenecks um, for, the, for the organization's operations. And having contract management solutions in place like ours, where you can really speed up and streamline the whole like uh, redlining process the um, approval process, electronic signatures, et cetera, is absolutely key. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, as I just mentioned, project management, like that's come into its own right now because you can manage all of the, the different stages, all the different workflows, build in COVID-19 specific processes, et cetera, and be able to just make sure everybody in the organization knows what they need to do, when they need to do it, how they need to do it, and have a helicopter view of all of those statuses and stages of those projects. I just think they're all very, very important. And together, like the, the benefits are massively compounded still. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, to, to take a slightly different note, I think, you know, that was a really, really good overview of, of all of the modules and the benefits they're bringing now. I think for sure I'd agree with you in the sense that the modules and the various different components of source to contract are massively important right now. Some of them, as you highlighted, particularly the likes of project management, are arguably more important than they've ever been. I think for the listeners, it's almost just bearing in mind a little bit of what their very specific burning platforms at the moment and then which ones they can really hone in on. Interestingly, I've been approached by many different businesses who can foresee a challenge that's coming they very much cherry picked a certain area of functionality to, to lead into first with a view to onboarding the others a little bit later so of course one of the benefits of source contract in particular through scan market is the, the ability to very much pick and choose you know in line with the, the budgets that you've got and the priorities that you're looking at what are the the areas that you want to zone in on right now but as you you know very accurately say it's all of massive importance at the moment and you know when joined together as part of a holistic solution within the business those benefits are definitely compounded that's uh, that's absolutely super 
Look, Dan, um, we'll uh, we'll look to uh, to wrap things up just there. I know you're massively, pos uh, you know, um, very keen and, uh, you know, got a huge amount of energy for all the wonderful uh, innovative bits that you work on for us. So can't let you leave without a bit of a plug uh, in terms of what you're doing. Look, you know, where can people find out a little bit more about yourself and, and some of the uh, unique initiatives that you're driving here at Scan Market? Well, not so much about me, but um, just uh, what we what we as a company are doing in terms of account management. Um, I'd love to get that out to um, you, you know to, to to the marketplace because I think that we are thought leaders in, in that area in terms of just really working very closely with our customer base to drive adoption and drive ROI rather than just uh, passively or reactively supporting customers when they ask for it. Um, so if you look on the website, you'll find. Uh, some information on Account Management Plus, and if anybody would like to know more about it, they can just get in touch with us through the website or send me an email. I'd be very happy to, to set up a call to explain it. And even if they're not our customers, I think like we've, we've got some really good information there to share, just best practice that we've learned as an organization over the last 20 years, um, 20 plus years, to, to just help maximize real business results and, and ROI. So uh, yeah, just on the on on our website, um, there's there's a white paper on there on how to to leverage source to contract to to, to best tackle COVID-19. There's information on account management plus, and then on LinkedIn, there's plenty of best practice articles that we're that we're uh, we're posting all the time, uh, written by by me, by Mila, our uh, director of consultancy, Henrik, the uh, uh, FVP of operations, uh, and and Bettina, and and a few others. Um, Bettina, our CEO, and a few others. So yeah, on on uh, the white uh, the the website and on LinkedIn. Great, absolute treasure trove just there. Dan, look, thank you so much again for being the guinea pig for today's very first episode. And, and to our listeners, thank you so much for, for listening. Would really appreciate any feedback that uh, that you've got on it. As mentioned, this is definitely something that we'd like to make a far more regular occurrence. But for now, stay safe and we'll catch up with you very soon indeed. Mm -hmm.